Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. So I had an interesting experience over the weekend uh, where I encountered a, a DU family uh, where the parents came up to me and said, hey, are you, you know, a priest? And obviously I am. Uh, <laughs> but they asked about, you know, when we had mass and all that kind of stuff. And, the, and then I, I happened to walk into Nagel, I think it is, that's right here. Uh, and because I was getting some stuff ready for mass and... And they saw me, and their, the son actually ended up being there, so I introduced myself, and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think he was super excited, right, to see me, because I confronted him with a reality, right, in the sense that, you know, he has to think about Jesus, has to think about the faith, right? I'm a visible sign of this question, because it's sometimes easy to ignore, right? Easy to ignore the question of faith, easy to ignore the question of God, but when you see somebody like me, you're like, oh man, I have to deal with it. And you can either pursue the Lord or keep running and reject. And so, but that, that sort of confrontation in a sense is in front of each of us, right? We have to face the reality of, are we putting the Lord first? Are we ignoring the Lord? Are we putting him on like the second or third thing that's most important in our life? Because the, all the readings today, if you didn't notice, there was like a theme in all of the readings. Can anybody pick out like the overarching theme in all of the readings? James or John, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, persistence is there. There's persistence. I would say persistence is one of the themes. There's another kind of overarching theme. And it's mentioned, yes, somebody up front. Alice. Yeah, prayer. Prayer is the obvious, right, theme in all of the readings. Like Moses, his arms are held up in prayer. Uh, there's encouragement. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There's the emphasis on uh, the importance of Scripture. Scripture being inspired by God, it is useful for training in righteousness. So, and then obviously in the reading, there's this perseverance in prayer that's encouraged. And so, we're invited to reflect upon, in light of these readings, first, the importance of perseverance, because perseverance, as is clearly mentioned in the Gospel, is one of the key virtues that we need in praying, right? In persisting in praying. And obviously, in the first reading too, right? Moses needed other people to encourage him to keep praying, right? Because if he lifted his arms, if his arms were lifted up in prayer, the battle went well. But if he lowered his arms and he ceased to be in a posture of prayer, then the battle went poorly. And so it's a reminder to us of the need for perseverance, but also with the fact that we need others to help us to run the race of the Christian life. We need others to call us on to prayer, because so many things pull for our attention. So many things pull, distract us. And some of them are, are good. Some of them are just pure distractions. Some of them are essential things that we need to take care of. 
But often our life gets out of balance, our life gets out of whack, and we start to put secondary things as first things, and then we lose our way. And so part of what we need to do is put the Lord first, as we see in the first reading. The other thing that we need to be challenged by today is especially when we interact with the Word of God, when we interact with the Scriptures. St. Paul describes the Scriptures a number of ways. He says that it's useful for teaching, right? So teaching other people. We can also learn ourselves from it. For refutation, and refutation refers to the refutation of error. So that means that Scripture confronts the errors that we believe, but also the errors that are in other people. And so it's a challenge. It should be a challenge to us at times. When we read the Scriptures, we should not always be encouraged, but we should sometimes be challenged. Challenged to conform our lives more and more to Jesus Christ, who's the way, the truth, and the life. And at the same time, We need to be willing to allow the Scriptures to be a means by which we are willing to correct others. Now, this can seem unpopular or like, I never correct anybody, maybe is what you're thinking. But the reality is is that in the Christian life, right, we need to correct things that are problematic in us. It's helpful to be corrected so you don't embarrass yourself. For example... In my life, I won't tell somebody else's embarrassing stories, but for example, this weekend, I was, uh, so the unit I'm a part of is technically serves the Marines, so we were wearing the Marine uniform today. I hadn't worn it before, and one of the things that Nick told me when I first joined the Navy is to make sure that you have somebody else roll your sleeves when you wear the Marine uniform, because if you do it, you'll do it wrongly, and you'll look like an idiot. I had somebody else, actually my CO, do it, but he didn't do it exactly correctly. And so then I had to have an enlisted guy do it because the enlisted guys, as you see Nick shaking his head, actually know how to do it perfectly. And so I kind of embarrassed myself for a little bit because it wasn't completely correct. But I was willing to be corrected by RP1 Smith, right, who's lower in rank than me, but actually knew more than me. And so that's part of the thing that we need to be humble enough to receive correction. If we're going to be willing to give correction, dish correction out, the only way that it's going to be effective in our lives is if we actually are willing to receive the correction that we need. Because I objectively needed correction today. And it wasn't like a moral fault, but nonetheless it was something that needed to be corrected. So we need to be willing, one, to be corrected by Scripture, but also allow the Scriptures to be an instrument of correction in the lives of others. Because God's goal for us is to be conformed to Him, to, be, to bear the likeness of the Son of God. And so things that are obstacles to that, God wants to take away. Not because He hates us, not because He dislikes us, but because He loves us. Because He wants us to be the best. He wants us to be the best, but we have to be willing to receive His correction. The other thing I would highlight from letter of St. Paul to Timothy is the fact that this phrase that is used, training, that the scriptures are effective for training in righteousness. Now, the interesting thing about it is it doesn't say it's helpful for learning 
in righteousness. It uses the word training. And at least in my experience of training, training has to do primarily with, in a certain sense, repetition. Right? You learn how to do something by repeatedly doing something over and over and over again to the point where it becomes, as people talk about, like the idea of muscle memory, right? where you just get so used to doing something that it becomes almost second nature to you. And so part of what I think is important with the scriptures is we're not just always looking to go to the next thing, like the next book of the Bible. Maybe if you're praying with scripture, you like are so focused on going quickly through it that you don't actually allow it to affect you deeply. And so maybe the Lord wants you to stay with one psalm or one chapter of scripture for a long period of time. Maybe he wants to just drill something into you, but you are so focused on moving to the next thing, you're actually missing the grace that Jesus is trying to give. And so I encourage you to allow the Lord to train you in righteousness, which sometimes just means repeating something over and over and over again. And I know for myself, one of the things that I found most helpful at the beginning of my day, even though I've prayed it many times, is when I wake up to pray the, the Anima Christi prayer, soul of Christ, sanctify me, body of Christ, save me, as a way of just centering myself on Jesus. And so we need to be humble enough to pray something simple so we can be centered in the Lord. Then the last thing is that we are called to proclaim the word. We are called to proclaim the word. Be persistent, not just in your own personal prayer, it says, but be persistent whether it is convenient or inconvenient. And I think I've, I've, I'm not very good at that. I like to proclaim when it's convenient, when it's scheduled. I don't like to, con- I don't like to proclaim as naturally as when it's inconvenient. And for one example, Brother Peter, right, had stuff to do on the plane when we were flying either to or from Pittsburgh. And he was willing to basically testify to this lady like the two-hour flight, three-hour flight that we were on. And it took up most of his time. And it was inconvenient, but it was fruitful. And so we need to be willing to proclaim when it's even inconvenient for us. The other thing I would say is this, is that you are called to be a prophet, not just in terms of like walking out onto the Driscoll Green and starting to scream the Word of God, but you are called as well to proclaim the Word in the lives of the people that are closest to you. Because you can live with somebody and not actually speak into their life. Or you can live with somebody, you can be a roommate with somebody, you can hang out with somebody consistently and not actually speak into their life. 